Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale, that's my podcast, this is episode 30 and my name is Darren Connell. Thank you for joining me back, it means a lot. We don't have a sponsor this week, so I'm going to get my pal Paul, director, producer, friend, to give a shout out to Brothers in Arms. You missed out sexual lover. There is a lot of confusion there regarding that, <laughs> and it's got toxic, and I'm aware okay. that you're in a relationship with a woman, and you know, you've made me question my life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I was going to say, if you're questioning your sexuality, maybe Brothers in Arms could help you. <laughs> it's maybe no helpful, but anyway, bro- aye, so... Brothers in Arms Scotland are a suicide prevention charity predominantly aimed at males or men. And um, they have access to an app called Thrive, which is a mental health prevention app, basically, that incorporates cognitive behavioral therapy tools, uh, mindfulness techniques, breathing exercises, meditation. And also, if you're in crisis, you can contact a psychotherapist There'll be somebody who gets in touch within 24, 48 hours. And that's all free of charge. You need to go to brothersinarmsscotland.co.uk. They've also got an online platform called Mengage, which is um, basically a healthy version of 4chan. Um, it's just a forum. Basically right. like a forum there you can post videos, but you can also um, you can post audio, videos, pictures, but you can also meet like-minded people and... There's a lot of people talk about their problems and, and you can be part of that support or you could post something that you're facing yourself and you can get some support for like a community online. They're also about to launch uh, an app for uh, boys, teenagers. So I think it's 13 to 18 or 13 to 21. And um, that's launching sort of imminently. So I would check out the website. So that's brothersinarmsscotland.co.uk. 
and um, I just check it out. And if you're not going through anything, it's a good time for you to sort of have a look at it, maybe maintain your positive mental health. But if the the least you can do is share, um, because they're um, a charity, they look for people to make donations and, and all that sort of good stuff. So browsingarmscotland.co.uk. Amazing, Paul. Thank you very much. Um, you know, you don't have to be suffering from dep- depression or sadness to to look at that charity. If you know a friend or a family member that's struggling, you could pass it on to them. And I know it's like a male charity, so if you're a female listening to this podcast, the, Sim- the Samaritans are amazing. And I've phoned uh, the Samaritans before when I was younger, and I would even say that they saved my life. So there you go. Um, also, if you're a business owner or you're looking for some help, you can get in touch to sponsor the podcast and uh, me and Paul will help you out with that. So that's me bothering it. Absolutely. Right. So this is episode 30 of the podcast. Wearing my glasses today, no contact lenses. Apologies to the babes out there. My eyes are too sore. Some of the babes like a wee set of yeah. specs. Specky hot dog. <laughs> A bird called me Spexy once. Spexy? Aye. Wow. Aye. I like that. Combining Specky and Sexy. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> which is rare. Which is very rare. But I... How have you been, Paul, since uh, last week? Since the last time I saw you? I've been very good, mate. What's um, been happening? Nothing much. Um, I've been busy, as always, with therapy clients and podcasts. Just my usual... Um, I'm taking the Jubilee off because if we're going to get something at the old bastard, you know, may as well get an extra day off in a week. But no, I think like <clears throat> I came into this week feeling a wee bit tired um, and a wee bit sort of like, so I need a few days off. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Spend some time with some pals, maybe go and see my family, do all that good stuff. But no, I think because this is my last day, I'm feeling like, yes, you know what I mean? I, I can already feel the the rest no, just setting intention of staying up. Will you be back on Tuesday? Absolutely. This, this is Thursday. So. Aye, I'll be back Monday. Aye. I'm just going to take Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Usually I only have one day off a week. Yeah. It's usually a Monday. Um, but aye, I'm just going to take Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, recharge your batteries. Uh, slipped a disc. Oh, fuck. Deadlifting on Sunday, which was super... Well, it was kind of silly. Like, I've been so mindful of like gradually building back up my fitness mm-hmm. um because last year i had to focus on the podcast studio doing therapy i had no fucking time taking on like video work at night so i had no time to go to the gym but this year i've been like i'm getting back to it so i've been gradually building back up my fitness and my strength and it was like the end of a six week sort of strength building phase and fucking was like right i'm gonna do a one rep pb right it's not the heaviest i've ever done but it's close to it so i was doing a 180 kilo deadlift that's double my body weight that's my goal one rep did it boom get get the bar back down my head went let's do another rep fucking slapped a disc doing that second rep man fuck's sake because you know like that's that's what you should do, you know. The heaviest you've lifted in like five years, you should be like, let's just date again. <laughs> right after I've just Aye. fucking done it. The first rep felt amazing. It was smooth up, nicely down, controlled it. And then I just must have dipped my shoulders and my back just went ping. And I got a fucking electric shock feeling down my left leg. And a wee bit of numbness. 
Is that how long are you going to be fucked for then? I'm actually feeling better. I feel it like so. There are phases of recovery, right? And this might sound silly, but see when you start to get an itchy pain, mm-hmm. that means that you can start to stretch because mm. things are starting to stiffen up, right? So tore a muscle, maybe slipped a disc, everything is back into place, but it's sort of shorter because it's healed. Uh-huh. But things have started have started to get a wee itchy feeling at the bottom of my back, that sort of tingle can do my legs. So now it's time to start stretching. I'm going to go to my bike tomorrow, my day off, and I'm going to try and cycle to Greenock. Right. Which is a good like hour and a half or two hour cycle down the coast. Good. And then get a train back up. So I am actually better. I'm maybe going to try and go and do upper body in like Saturday or Sunday. Good mate. It's been a week. You take a week off. You just you feel it. Aye. You feel you feel yourself recovering. But I'm good at recovering, mate. I'm very good at it. Like, um just got the ice pack on it, took ibuprofen, was going in for a bath, getting some heat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, was making sure that I put a pillow between my knees when I was sleeping at night. Just took care of my back for a You've few done days. Well. Aye, mate. I'm good at that. I'm p- feeling pretty rough myself, mate. I've been walking quite a lot. I think yesterday I did like twenty thousand steps or something, and uh, good. I lost a toenail. So I just woke up today, <laughs> and I'm just like, do you ever get it that way? Coffee just doesn't hit the spot. I mean, like you feel like you've got a a first that just doesn't go away Mm -hmm. so i had a cold shower had a coffee another coffee and i'm like aye it's just one of these days need a robin tug mate excuse me (laughs) (laughs) that'll bring you back to life (laughs) (laughs) you should uh, paul we need to stop with the jokes mate imagine that that was the end of the podcast like (laughs) The two years we're in a relationship. <laughs> eight, eight minutes in. <laughs> just re- thanks for listening <laughs> to the I podcast. Cut to black, and all you heard is <laughs> that's just horrific, isn't it? Oh, mate. What's that's... that called? Fucking macaroni in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> but why do you want to, why would you cop that chat? Like this is the way that you speak to people off mic. Yeah. Well, Addy, anyway. Am I the common denominator? No, I've, I've, right. I've, Everybody does this, I, don't they? Right. Um, why would we want to do anything different? If people are like, oh, yous are gay for each other, you're like, well, we're having a laugh, man. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. I mean, I know it's probably not the most original type of humour, <laughs> but it's funny as fuck. Um, I got a taxi in here today as well because I was just too tired and my left foot is pretty fucked. Well, right? after nearly 30,000 steps yesterday, <laughs> mate, I think <laughs> I, that's understandable. Eh? But I think we've kind of spoke about this in the podcast before, the, the taxi driver. I think he recognised me because I was wearing glasses, but he never mentioned it. We started talking about football, and it came to that kind of, I'm a Rangers man, and I'm like, I'm a Celtic fan, and we were dancing around. The sectarianism. Aye. <laughs> so I feel like he wanted to call me a Fenian bastard, and Aye. I was like, ah, you're a hun bastard. But we never, we kept it civil. You're bringing your links Africa light in the lighter. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Scotland playing Ukraine last night. Aye, man. So obviously, he's like, Billy Gilmore's amazing, and we missed fucking Nathan Patterson. What's that boy's name with the mask that plays for you? Uh, Kieran, Mc- Kieran McGregor? Like, Callum McGregor? Hmm. Aye, aye, he done well. He done well. Aye, he was the best player Veins on the fight. <laughs> popping for his neck. Gritty tooth. He done well, man. I watched, uh, by the way, that's me just having a laugh. The guy was brand new. Did you watch the game last night? I watched, I treated myself to Now TV. It was £11 for a pass. 
and I lasted the first half. It was devastating. They were shite, weren't they, man? Devastating. So disappointing. And see all this shite with Graham Souness saying uh, you should let Ukraine win and stuff. What a lot of shite. Like, fuck them. I mean, obviously what's happening <laughs> in the country is devastating, Aye. but it's a game of football. England should let us win every fucking game of football Aye. because of 1066, the exactly. bastards. Like, the Highland clearances. Well, Souness is just... Soonest is an alcoholic, mate. He just, I think some of the times he just opens his mouth and lets his fucking belly rumble. Do you know talking what I mean? utter shite. But, you know, it wasn't surprising last night. It was devastating. And I wasn't even that gutted. It was expected. Just, it was Scotland being Scotland. I expect, I, I agree with you. I expected this team to turn up. See if you get, see if you watch. Uh, I think this is something that you come to when you're a wee bit older as a football fan because you don't really feel like this when you're younger. But see if your team turns up and gets beat, what you got to do? Mm. It's fucking guys kicking a ball but I feel like things go one way, they go the other. If your team turn, that's all that any team can do is turn up and do their best. If, uh-huh. if another team turns up like that, Ukrainian team clearly have got high motivation for success because it means a lot to their country and, you know, you keep, they were greeting after they won and all that. The guy was greeting in the press conference before. It means a lot to them, right? But I was expecting the Scotland team to turn up and they didn't turn up, mate. That back four were a fucking disgrace last night. Like, and I don't know what game that guy was watching. Billy Gilmore was absolutely fucking torrid yesterday. Callum McGregor was one of the only people that fucking turned up last night. I thought the, the guy... Shea Adams up front put in a shift, mm-hmm. but mate, his first touch, like, he's not it, man. He's not the standard that you need to get to a World Cup. No. And there is Grant Hanley. I mean, how the fuck, right, is Grant Hanley on that park and you've got a guy like Jack Henry, who's the captain of Club Bruges, on the bench, or fucking, who's the boy that just signed for Rangers for Hearts? Um, Suter. John Suter. Why is that guy on the bench? That guy is young, fit, strong, in form. Grant Hanley's a dump one, man. I know. Like, fuck me. How many times did he get caught under the ball last night? Just the boy or the tap him, and he's like, oh, God. And and, he, and how many times did that team go clean through on goal as Aye. well? See, the first 20 minutes, I muted it after that Aye. and just started listening to music with one in the background because I was like, we are getting pumped here. I mean, Aye. it should have, for all intents and purposes, been 2 0 after 20 minutes. Craig Gordon pulled off two absolute miraculous saves. Do you know what I mean? No. One really good one for the, the heater. And then, uh, sorry for the sort of volley that was going to look like it might be hitting the barn going in and then one with the guy went clean through and he just sort of smothered it. Mm. But you can't rely on your goalkeeper for how many how many times? I remember at least five or six they went clean through. Mm-hmm. Just, aye, they didn't turn up, mate. And the boy, uh, Robertson, here's a, here's a problem that I feel like Scotland has had uh, a number of generations of football players. You get Guys that are slightly different, like James McFadden, who can be a talisman, like be a one-man team, right? Mm. Like pure, let's go. But um, what's his first name? Um, Hang me Robertson. Robertson? Uh-huh. That's terrible that I don't know that. That he plays for Liverpool. Plays, plays for Liverpool. Uh, I'm trying to say fucking Callum here, but it's definitely not fucking Callum, is it? Um, people listening to the podcast will be screaming at this. Andrew, Andy Robertson, right? Now, this guy's great in that Liverpool system, but he is surrounded by world-class players. Mm -hmm. And I think when he puts his Scotland shirt on, he gets fun at a wee bit. 
I think that Kieran Tierney's probably a better overall player than him, and if he's fit, he should be playing. Aye. Because he's not, I don't think he's, he's not the type of player that's going to be the main focal point of a team. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely not a captain in my eyes. Like, he yeah. do, it doesn't seem to be leading for the front when he's on the park. Um, but it was it was nice to see the crowd last night. The fans get let down, and it was good that you know Scotland fans get united last night. It was just disappointing that that happened. No, turn up. Probably in my lifetime, it's individually some of the best Scottish players that have ever played for Scotland. Like world class, uh, valued at a lot of money. But I think it. I would give Steve Clark the Euros that he qualified for. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think it's time to freshen things up. Aye, maybe another tournament. The tactics that were used last night were just not at either. Like yeah. negative tactics, hoping for a break. One, one now, something like that. Like, well, Why not just go for it? Gung, gung-ho, fuck it. Don't know if he's got the players for that, mate. Like in my lifetime, and I don't know if you remember, 98, France 98. No. No. What age were you in 98? I was born in 87, so 98, I would have been like 11 or 11 something. 11-year-old? Aye, okay. So I was like 12 or 13. I remember France 90, I remember Euro 96. Yeah. And I think the thing that was important about that team was is that the spine of the team were good. So Colin Hendry was the centre-half with Colin Calderwood. They two were playing in English Premier League. John Collins in, in midfield with, um, who else would have been in that? Craig Burley, mm. right? And then up front, you get like McCoyst. Kevin Gallagher. Um, so there's like, in the spine, right down the centre of the team, and goals you had Leighton and Gorham, you've got two good, solid players. Maybe no world class at the time, but you've got two solid players right through the spine of the team. This Scotland team's world class players, I don't even know if I would say Andy Robertson's a world class player, but let's just, for the for the argument, him, uh-huh. he's, on the, he's, he's a wing back. Yeah. I'd say Callum McGregor's 100% a world-class player, definitely a European-class player. So he's in the middle of that park, but they set that centre-half pair and gave me fucking nightmares, mate. Aye, Absolute sure. fucking nightmares. What was the deal with Andy and Robertson? Did we he... don't have a striker. Aye. We don't have somebody that can put the ball in the back of the net. Like, Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes are not a one-chance, one-goal type striker yeah. that, like, I hate to say it, like Alfredo Morelos is or... Um, uh, thing me at Celtic like Georgios um, Samaras no like Sam Ellerton uh, the new guy um, oh Gigi uh huh like he's ja- like a, Jackie Marcus aye ja- that's it he's they, they guys are like one one shot one goal do you know aye. what I mean like can play in that type of team but Shea Adams he doesn't lead the line Lyndon Dykes leads the line but then he neither the two of them are yeah. clinical enough to be in that and it, it's a real fucking shame as much as he's a fucking nonce as well, that Lee Griffiths, his career has went to fuck because he's he's one of them. He, he just pops up, scores a goal. You mm. need that. Like, I think Scotland need that. So I think we're missing a good centre-half and a good striker. And yeah. then we could probably go and compete. You know what I mean? Plus, I don't think Andy Robertson helped himself with getting mad with last week. This was... No. The game was last night. It was Wednesday. Uh-huh. So I think they had a party at the weekend on with Liverpool. Sunday. Uh-huh. Sunday, and he was mad about it on the bus. I wasn't beers. really paying attention, to be honest, but he gets slagged for it last night. Mate, Gascoigne used to drink a quarter bottle of whiskey at halftime. I don't uh-huh. I don't buy that. 
I, just, I mean, mm. the guy had a few beers on Sunday night. Do you know, I remember, we'll move on for football, by the way. We don't want to keep talking about football, but I remember bet, I remember hearing years ago, right? This is probably, you know, one of the things I realised I might have a drink problem. Uh, I remember, I think it was Betty Old. Mm-hmm. He said when they all played for Celtic, they had a half either before the game or at half time, just a wee whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that, right? And I used to have a half. Uh, I never done it all the time, but I remember having a whiskey before I went out for a jog when I was fit as fuck. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just my alcoholic brain or, you know, I'm trying to make myself feel better, but some of the best jogs in my life was when I had a wee half. Like, proper, felt yeah. like it opened the airwaves, I could breathe better, my skin was fucking red raw, brilliant. Right. And by the time I got back to the house, I felt amazing, but it's probably because I'm out of my box. <laughs> ah, yeah, I was going to say, maybe just that, that sort of lubricant, <laughs> like the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the social lubricant, it allows your inhibitions to just sort of dissipate a wee bit and maybe... Aye. It's just the same sort of thing. You just got lost in your head, just pure do-do-do, like running away. But that's like when I was getting a hair transplant halfway through it. I was like, I feel amazing, mate. I'm dead happy. And he's like, that's the fucking Valium, you cunt. I'm like, all right. (laughs) 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 But I remember running full of whiskey like, I can't even feel anything. This is fucking easy. I've done the opposite. Like, I went to the gym full of magic mushrooms one time. Oh, my God. I took mushies and thought, go to a gym. I think I took like four microdoses and thought I'll go to the gym. Four? Aye, four microdoses. So like I, I, that would be like a wee dose of mushrooms, maybe like half a gram of mushrooms. You'd feel that. Feel a wee buzz off it. I felt every fucking inch of movement. That I, it was like, this isn't it, man. Like, Aye. You need the opposite. Excuse me, you need Muscle the opposite. Muscle We burped at the same time there, by the way. Did we? Just like when women's menstrual cycles sync up. Or... Hashtag twins. <laughs> I don't know why I lost my breath earlier. <laughs> uh, who get the good DNA and who get the bad? Oh, you're, you're clearly better. <laughs> <laughs> get it there's some good DNA there in me somewhere. Same, there's some bad in me, mate. <laughs> there's a lot of bad. So, the Queen's Jubilee is coming up, and uh, can I just be 100% honest? It's an honest po- podcast. Go for it. I don't even know what it is. I genuinely don't understand. What do you mean? I know we, we joked about it last week. I says I thought it was an ice cream, but <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Like, what is the Jubilee? Oh, is it because right. she's been the Queen for 75 years? 70. Right. I think, is it no? 70 years? 70 years. 1953 was her coronation, but uh-huh. her dad died in 1952. Well, aye, that was a king when the war ended in '48. So I, it would, I think it was '52, more in '2022. So it's seventy years. Seventy years. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is, really. Just her celebrating being the queen that long. Aye. How do you feel about that? You proud? A lot. Of, I've noticed a change in the media. Like a lot of journalists and stuff are just saying it's pretty disgusting. I mean, I don't dislike her as a person. Or any of the royal family, apart from Prince Andrew, the beast. But you know, it's no <laughs> the beast. Th- it's no their fault that they were born into it. But Aye. it is disgusting. Aye. It's like you know, they're they're living to a hundred for a reason. You know, 
They've never worked a Aye. day of their life. They, they don't have a lot of stress in their life. Do they, they don't have stress. They don't have bills. They, they've never made a dinner. They eat the best of food. They probably take the best of vitamins. They've got the best of healthcare. And then... Uh, None someday, of them's ever died of cancer. Do you know, you took, I've actually put that down as a note. I right. seen it on TikTok, uh -huh. uh, one of the conspiracy talks. Um, none, none of them have had cancer. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was weird, but then they've got no stress in their life. Well, it's, I, they, like, I, is, is it that cancer doesn't exist and or that they've got the vaccination? Nah, it's that stress is a fucking killer. Uh -huh. And they don't, have any, they don't have a lot of stress in their life. And food as well. Picture the food that they'll be eating. They'll, ne they'll never cook. Ever. Mm -hmm. So they've got a chef cooking their dinner. Aye. It's the best at everything. It's kind of like um, Chris Helmsworth for selling you an app. Like, get in the shape of me. And it's like, no, mate, I need your private chef. Aye. I, mean, it's, I go to the gym. It's got nothing to do with that. It's Aye. that you you have your food weighed and cooked by a fucking professional three, uh -huh. four, five times a day or whatever. But I to get back to the royal family, like, I, it's, it, it's weird and they all live long like super long fucking lives like you're talking about a hundred well the easy. queen mother died at what 101 yeah. and her generation's average fucking length of life was like 59 or 60 year old like she was born in like 1890 or 1899 or somewhere like aye. my fucking granny died in the 80s aye. do you know what i mean so they're, they're living an average of like fucking 20 30 year longer than anybody else we need to learn for that really but i had a very similar conversation earlier on the day mate they don't choose to be born into the privilege that they do, and they get fucking brainwashed for the second that they're shut out to believe that somehow God has put them in this planet for the purpose of, like, ruling, right? Uh -huh. So they're just, they're ignorant, but the bit, add, it's the system at all. It's the setup here. Like, they are amongst the richest people on the planet. There's actually, like, theories out there that she is the richest person, individual on the planet, but they just don't tell you how much she's actually fucking worth. And they get they get like a grant every fucking year, right? Like, let's have a wee look at this. Like, how much do they get? And I think that not only do they get, um, how much did the monarchy get from the British government? Um, they don't, they don't only get, they get, <clears throat> fuck off, pure propaganda. I so they do. The 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 House of Windsor contribute nineteen billion to the British economy every year. Do they fuck? Get mm -hmm. they fuck with that pish. I don't know if that's true. Uh, how? In what way? Tax contributions? Like she was people, in the Panama, she was in the Panama Papers, like or uh, Wilson and fucking offshore. People getting trains to the palace. I do not think so. No, I mean look, the Louvre, right? The or the the French palaces of what they're like the, the second most visited tourist attraction on the planet next to fucking Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. They don't have their monarchy. So that's not them. Mm -hmm. That's the history and people wanting to see that will still be there. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, it's funny. You're, you're struggling to find, right? So the queen receives an annual grant of 7.5 million a year, right? They're worth trillions. The family are worth trillions. They've got, I mean, they parade 
jewels that they stole for like the third world. Mm-hmm. Like they plundered the third world to make their fucking crowns. It's like I get it, they fuck, man. Yeah. They can keep everything that they've got. I don't believe that we should like get rid of them and take everything off them and all that sort of shit. I don't there's no work in the past that won't work going forward. It's just silly. But stop giving them fucking money. Like Kids get gave, I think every kid in school in Britain get gave a wee booklet about the Queen's history, but yet the Parliament voted not to feed them an extra meal. Yeah. So. It's crazy. It's the hypocrisy and it's the imbalance at all. I kind of got on board with it. No. But she's just an old woman yeah. at the end of the day and it's not her fault. Aye. Um, Andrew's her son. She's obviously going to defend him, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not their fault like in brackets, but. I think when it comes to the individuals, like she had the power to abolish this. She's got the power to go, you don't need to give me money during the global pandemic. Aye, and, for three years. And they choose not to do it. Yeah. She chooses not to do it because she feels like she's entitled to it. And that's the bit where I'm like, right, okay. Aye. To say here, look, we've been doing this for 70 years. See, during this pandemic, stop giving me money. And then after it, you can return and give me it again. Mm-hmm. But that, I've always liked Tari, Prince Harry. I've always felt like he's one of the boys. I'd have a I'd have a pint with him. One of the trips. <laughs> uh, my cousin's in the army and he trained with him. Right. In Saddam's palace. Fuck uh, right. Aye. Okay. He says he was a good guy. I sounds as fuck. Just the same as what we said. Like it's not his fault. Aye, mate. He, he had to po- get uh, PTSD therapy, like EMDR. Wow. After the Afghan conflict. So just shows you. He knows. Which takes me to Prince Charles. Do you want to know a random fact? Which is wild. Go for it. That I never knew this. You want to guess? Yeah, I do, mate. Do you know he is a direct ascendant of Dracula? Ivan the Terrible. Is that Vlad the Impaler? Yes. Right. How? Ivan the Terrible? Aye, aye. They're the same people. Aye, aye. They're the same person. So does that mean the Queen's? So she's a direct descendant. She of looks, she looks like a fucking vampire of dracula right so real how so i wish i had this the facts down right, but okay. if you google it <laughs> mate you'll see it you'll see it he stays in that castle in romania like every year who does prince charles <laughs> for what purpose just, just to be a fucking creepy bastard he stays there so i don't know how he's a direct descendant but there's a if you google it you'll put in Prince Charles Dracula. You'll see a video of even speaking about it. I couldn't believe it, mate. Ivan the Terrible is based on Dracula. The, the books wrote after that. Or Dracula's based on Ivan the Terrible. Aye. 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 Uh-huh. And Prince Charles is fucking related to him. That is mental. Aye, we, so we're paying the descendants of Dracula to like basically like do fucking nothing. Mm. And plus, if you, I had a quick Google search of Ivan the Terrible. Mm-hmm. He did eat people. Aye, he of killed, course. Aye. He killed people. He ate them. Aye. He put their heads on stakes. And I'm not the best at history. I've never really paid attention to it. But I genuinely couldn't believe that um, Dracula is actually based on a person. Aye, like a, a real person that, that was in Transylvania or whatever. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye, because he was Romanian. Right. Mental. And that's, he's a, he's in the direct bloodline of the queen. Uh-huh. And the royal family. Mm-hmm. Their bloodline's fucked, mate. Like, they, 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 I mean, they changed their name during the first one of, I think everyone knows this, but they changed their name 
uh, during the First World War because they had a German surname. Yes. Is it Mount, Mount Bart? Is it uh, something like that? Von Barton or something like that? Like the Queen's actual and they changed it to Windsor. Crazy. Because of public relations, you know? Yes. Also, I'm going to bastardise this, but they, she had disabled family members aye. that they put into care. Aye, mate. They, they put, put in a home. Any, they put into an asylum. Yep. Isn't even like, you know, she could have put them into a mansion and got them 24-7 care. They put them into a fucking asylum. Yep. I don't know if she made that decision, you know, like it comes down to Probably like, doubtful. who makes these decisions? Like there'll be a committee, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, that are like, this is what we're doing um, very much. I mean, like, um, but I don't hate the queen. Uh-huh. I hate the monarchy. I yeah. hate the system. I hate the imbalance of it. I hate the fact that we there's still people out there that believe that they are better than they're they're humans. Like they are fucking human beings. Um, and it in the past that family have done some not so good things, such as you know her uncle who was the king at the time was a close personal friend of Hitler and abdicated the throne and went and lived with Hitler in the south of fucking France with his divorcee American wife, which. If you were to hold, if you were to hold them to this higher standard, it's just like what? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think we should be holding any human to any fucking higher standard. But if they want to be held to that standard and they want to be celebrated, um, then like he certainly didn't fucking match up to the plate, did he? No, and he was a he was a genuine Nazi. Yeah, um, and the family funded Auschwitz as well. I did not know that. Some of the monarchy money like again. Who makes these decisions? It's not like so, you know. But some of their money funded the um, the invasion of Poland and the creation of some of the concentration camps. Now, getting a sort of argument of did they know what he was doing? Don't think so. Nobody really knew until we beat the Nazis and went in and went. Holy fuck! What the fuck is going on here? I think they were just sort of labelled as like labour camps and stuff like that. They didn't know they were like gassing and killing millions of people, but. Yeah. At the same time, like the, some of the Queen's family's money went into that, and yeah. United Oil in America, who's George W. Bush's granddad, they supplied the CS gas that gassed the Jews. So, yeah, this is all history. Do you know what I mean? This is all the stuff that gets totally fucking whitewashed, and they don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They just want us to sit there with a wee bunting, pure, hey, I want some Victoria sponge and cup of tea. Fish and chips. Fuck you. That's what I say to that. For the like, Queen. Get it in the fucking bin. Like, see, the thing is as well, see when what, uh, Prince William had a kid, see the guys waiting outside the palace, mm-hmm. they were proper weirdos. Nah, like, How you need to be a proper I'm weirdo? I'm not being anti-British when I say that. They were like, proper, it's a beautiful baby and I want to hold it. And you're like, I'd shoot that cunt if I was Prince William <laughs> for the palace. I'd be like, ah, pop, get him away from my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Aye, it's just, it's a crazy, and then you're talking about George W. Bush, his family, they, they some of them are still alive, if no died recently, it wasn't that long ago, like we're talking about this, like dad, it happened hundreds aye. of years ago. His dad died no long ago, did they know? Aye, another um, cunt that George, lived too, he was about 100. George H.W. Bush, mm. um, who was the original director of the CIA, head of the CIA when JFK got murdered and then became the president of the United States, and... Uh, he was vice president under Reagan, and the guy that tried to assassinate Reagan, his dad and George H. W. Bush went to Princeton with mm. each other and were in the skull and bones and 
it's all very uh-huh. like it's all very weird like that stuff's all very weird and well, then you take into account like Bohemian Grove mm-hmm. and the Queen goes to Bohemian Grove and they do these fake sort of murder ceremonies and stuff like that it's just like hmm. well George W. Bush was in Texas when JFK died uh, George H.W. Bush yes. I Herbert um, he well that's a conspiracy theory but there's a sup- photograph of him yes. in there. They were at a ranch just outside of Texas, and it was him who was the head of the CIA, um, one of the heads of the mafia, and a whole bunch of FBI agents were at this mad ranch having this weird meeting. And there's like documentation to support it, and there's yes. a picture apparently to support it, but uh-huh. they've all den- they've denied it. Uh, the picture is him working as an undercover agent, and he gets pictured um, arresting a homeless guy, I think. Mm-hmm which is supposed to also be an undercover guy. But, you know, I'm shitting on the royal family there, but the JFK family, um, they also mistreated disabled family members. Did they? I think they had a daughter that they put into care. Right. No, in fact, I tell you what, horrific. They had a daughter and she was a rebellion, rebellious attitude, just a normal fucking teenage lassie right and you know i wish i fact checked these things but i'm sure they so who who was it george w bush's get sister then is it jfk oh right so um i so they've got a sister yes right okay let's and have a look in. i am sure they gave her a lobotomy aye man jfk's um, sister lobotomy yep They gave her a lobotomy and it fucked her and they put her in care for the rest of her life. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Rosemary Kennedy died of natural causes in the January 7th, 2005, aged 86. Another one that, that lived a, a long and fruitful life at Fort Atkinson Memorial Hospital, Wisconsin. Um, so um, she received a lobotomy in 1941 when she was 23 years of age. During the procedure, two holes were drilled in her skull. A small uh, metal spatulas were inserted and a part a Part of her prefrontal cortex uh, was removed. Wow. Fuck me, man. But, I mean, there's a part of this that's that's hard to comprehend, but lobotomies were a genuine procedure back then. It wasn't like, you know, like, we would look back at that and think, that's barbaric. But in the 40s, lobotomies were, like, taking an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, in one hand, you're like, right, but in the other hand, you're like, Why? 
And if it's just because she liked a bit of bevy and liked getting pumped, it's like, mm. uh, wait a minute, like, what the fuck? Because a lobotomy is just drilling a hole through somebody's skull and taking a bit of their brain out. Uh-huh. That's all it is. Uh-huh. Do you ever think there's anybody that's had a lobotomy and they're like, aye, it was brilliant. Fucking <laughs> saved my life. <laughs> Sorted me right out. I can smell colours. <laughs> <laughs> She's ever I, smelled green before? It's fucking brilliant. Aye, for fuck's sake. But if it's part of your prefrontal cortex, man, that's like the decision maker. Uh-huh. That's like the bit of your brain that stops you from being fucking, like, you can, do you know that you can eat through your finger the same as you could eat through a chicken bone? Like your fingers get the same bone density as like wow. a, chi- a chicken wing bone. Like the thing that stops you from doing that is your prefrontal cortex because it knows that's going to fucking hurt what fuck. Aye. So you can smell green, but you'll eat your finger. <laughs> you'll munch your fingers. Pros and cons. Finger munchers. I had to actually stop watching the... I, I went down a rabbit hole with the JFK stuff. It actually affected my mental health. See, conspiracy stuff. I can understand why that makes people mentally ill. Uh, I just I had I was dreaming. Uh, anytime I closed my eyes, I could see shit. Like I just get obsessed, like completely obsessed. And at one point, I felt like I think we've spoke about this in the podcast. There was a shooter from a stank underneath the car. Uh, that's the that's supposed to be what happened, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So there's a stank. There's the grassy the grassy knoll grassy knoll which i think is true as well Mate, but bullets came from everywhere Aye. i think they i think it came for the stank the knoll and there was also a deaf and dumb witness that you can find on youtube which we've brought up in the podcast before if you google it deaf and dumb witness it was a guy just there watching the parade mm-hmm. and he seen a shooter dressed up in work gear taking a shot from the railway track towards the car. Aye, that's right. And after the shot, he disposed of the gun, put it in a suitcase and walked up the tracks. And this deaf and dumb guy seen it. So I think what you said, bullets came from everywhere, Mm -hmm. apart from the book. Depository. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you you heard the Bill Hicks bit? Aye. These pure the snipers' nest. There's a reason why they've closed it off because they don't want a million Americans a year getting up there and looking and going, no fucking way. Aye. <laughs> there aye. is no fucking way that he shot him for here. <laughs> like, but um, aye, Lee Harvey Oswald was, I think, most definitely a patsy. Uh huh. Um, they, they they looked at you. Somebody say gear, <laughs> patsy Klein, man. Get the patsies out. Hurry up. Um, probably for a fucking MK Ultra and fucking all aye. sorts of shit, man. That's an interesting one that we could maybe talk about in a podcast. MK Ultra, yes. Some of the some of the weird shit that the CIA did, like when they 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 came into existence, or just maybe even just like the history of the CIA, because it's it's interesting. I am. And for they that. started during the Second World War, and then they legitimized like right after it, and uh, it's like. Well, that's what they say. With Bobby Kennedy, the guy that assassinated him, was under MK Ultra. Yeah, and the Abraham Lincoln. Yep, as well. The guy was an actor and claimed that. I don't remember doing it. And then Darren Brown has done an experiment and showed that you can actually do that. You can train somebody, they just like black out and then they come to and it's like, what have I done? What the fuck happens? Mm. I think, um, again, just quickly, we repeat ourselves in this episode uh, podcast. We've spoke about some stuff before. It happens. Who gives a fuck? But I, rec- I recommend watching Bobby, the film. Have you seen that? No. About Bobby Kennedy. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, no Bobby Muir for Scott Squad. That'd be weird as fuck. Uh, Bobby. Just me eating fucking fruit pastels for 90 minutes. <laughs> uh, but I I think I cried in the cinema while watching that. It was out, um, a couple of years ago now, but one of the most stunning films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Also Jackie, um, based on Jackie yeah, Kennedy. Jackie Onassis. Uh, amazing. Uh-huh. That is like... Ah, uh, not to be like over the top, but I mean, the Kennedys weren't they perfect, right? Came from a gangster family and stuff. He cheated on his wife. He was riddled with disease and sickness. And that's how supposedly he died. He was strapped to a back. He had a back brace on. And see, when he got shot in the car, um, if he never had this back brace on, he would have fell. He would have, he would have went down. But see, because his back was perched up, uh-huh. he never fell. And that's how he get shot. Right, again. So if he wasn't wearing his back brace, he'd, he'd have been able to like fold over when he get shot in the throat. Probably, probably would like, have survived. Supposed to have come through the back of his neck and thought. But like, they were saying that he was so sick anyway that he wouldn't have lived. I didn't know that man. He wouldn't have lived to an old right. age. But I think genuinely, like when they get slaughtered, I think there was a darkness in America that that never recovered. A right. lot of hope, like. Back in the day with equal rights and the Black Lives Matter stuff, like with Martin Luther King, like black people never trusted anybody, obviously, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But like when the Kennedys, especially Bobby Kennedy, like for black America, that was devastating. Uh, different gravy for that, them. Because when Martin Luther King got assassinated, I don't know if you've seen that video, uh-huh. Bobby Kennedy was giving a speech and he stopped and I think he was in a... Uh, African-American place that was like mostly African-American and he stopped his speech and said Martin Luther King's being assassinated. Mm-hmm. He got assassinated from the FBI. That's mm-hmm. a fact, isn't it? I, I think so, mate. I am pretty sure that it's yeah. like factual. And um, Malcolm X as well, like the guys that killed him were like undercover police officers or something like that as well, yeah. like some crazy shit. Like things were changing and they didn't want it to change. There's a lot of parallels with the day, mate. They're yeah. just doing it differently than what they did before. They're starting to like take back the rights that we've managed to get through progress. Um, and they're doing it through their courts because they've got the power. The problem back then was is that the Kennedys and the Liberals had managed to get power mm-hmm. and it, it went too far the other direction. So they just decided to rebalance it by killing everybody that was trying to get people with rights. You, know what I mean? you think about the Vietnam War, waste of time. That was illegal, should have been an illegal war. Mm-hmm. They didn't want that to happen and they, they forced it. Afghanistan, exact same. Aye, mate. Every war since World War Two yeah. has been against nobody, really. Yeah. Absolutely fucking nobody. Yeah. Um it's all just been about reshaping the world in their image. Really. Like that's what it's about. You yeah. know, like nobody in Iraq or Afghanistan had anything to do with nine eleven. Mm-hmm. It was Saudi Arabians. Like uh, Osama bin Laden might have been in Afghanistan, like and hiding in, in the hills, if even if that's true. But he was a Saudi prince. Yeah. His fucking cousin and his uncle were in the fucking White House when it happened. And he's getting fu- there was only one flight left America that next morning, and it was them getting them the fuck out of that country because they knew we cannot let people know that they're here. Um but Osama bin Laden had been out of their family for a long time, I think like twenty years or whatever. Yeah. Um the mental uncle. 
Sorry. That fucking crazy, crazy cousin like, <laughs> in Glasgow, Osama bin Laden be the one turning up at Christmas dinner like, all right, trips, man, my bucking, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and the toilet's not in lines. Aye, out for nose. Aye, mate, 100%. Anyway, what have we... Sorry. I'm moving on for that, but if you're going to, I like to recommend films. So Jackie, Bobby's good. And if you want a conspiracy, put in the deaf and dumb uh, yeah, JFK. Yeah, the Marilyn Monroe Netflix documentary is fucking great as well. And it, it talks about the Kennedys and what mm. they were up to with Marilyn Monroe. And she knew too much. Aye. Aye, that's mental. So we'll move on for that. Um... What else has been happening in the world? Oh, I right. think we need to bring up some obvious things. I mean, most podcasts talk about it. But you want to see it for Bobby's eyes, don't you? You want to see it from my point of view <laughs> and Paul's point of view. Um, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial just finished, which is uh, insane. And a lot of people are saying, who's the, who's the beast guy that get killed in the cell? Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein and his missus. Giselle Maxwell. Right, so Maxwell was in court and none of that's been put out and nobody's been talking about it. Slightly different though. One's a defamation case, so like libel, Uh uh, and one's like a grand jury trial. Yeah. I think they're slightly different. Right, okay. But in saying that, OJ Simpson was a grand jury trial, so maybe they, they could televise it. Maybe they just choose not to. And then people make, there's like the wee chasm, the sort of, the leap of conclusion. Yeah. As we use in therapy terms. What conclusion do people come to as to why we don't um, televise these types of trials? And I think that the leap is they don't want us to know the names that are involved. Maybe. We don't know that for sure. But um, I, f- I did find that interesting. I'm glad you cleared that up. But, I mean, obviously the trial was fascinating and it's social media has made it very ugly Mm. i don't really understand the full thing of it but when johnny depp won i noticed that there was a lot of people completely devastated they were saying Mm -hmm. this isn't going to be good for female victims of domestic violence and i understand that and i'm obviously support women in every way i can Mm-hmm. I love my mum, I love my niece, I would fucking die for my family. Mm-hmm. But the way I'm looking at it is if, if someone lies in court and they're proved that they're a liar and then they need to pay £15 million pounds to the guy, why is people taking that as a negative for women? Mm-hmm. Like, if she lied, she should be punished. Mm-hmm. Does that make me a bad guy for saying that? No, I don't think so, mate. <clears throat> so... I think that the response has been very, very mixed. I think it's telling that the majority of people that have actually watched the trial kind of side with Johnny Depp. I've no, I've no watched it, so I'm no like, and I'm not that informed. My missus is like a fucking legal expert at this point with the amount <laughs> of fucking hours that she's put into it. Um, how do we how do we approach this without upsetting or triggering people? Um, why does it put back? Like, well, maybe it does, right? Maybe it does put victims, female victims of domestic abuse, in sort of a, a weird spot, and maybe their story getting questioned a wee bit more. But who's responsible for that? The judge, the jury, a 
or the, the fucking court, the kangaroo court of Twitter. I don't think so. I think Amber Heard's responsible for that. Like, if she has put on makeup to claim that she's been hit, if she's lied about the details of what went on, if she's, and we've got evidence that she actually physically beat, like, punched Johnny. I mean, there's like audio and going, you just punched me, and she's like, and what? Yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. Then she's the one that's responsible for taking it backwards. If, if the, the sort of framing is women that come forward now are going to need to, like, you know, we're taking it back, they're going to need to prove it and blah, 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 and, and victim blaming and all this sort of stuff, then who is responsible for that, though? Yeah. What's important here is the truth. That's it. Objective yeah. truth. Um, It's a hard one. It's super hard because Johnny Depp's a fucking addict, mate. And as you know, I've been an addict, you've been an addict. You're a professional fucking liar. And he's, he's a world-class actor. And quite a lot of what I've seen in the clips on TikTok looked like he was kind of taking the piss out of it a wee bit. He was making jokes on the stand and... I don't know, man. I don't think anybody's innocent mm-hmm. in this. He looks like an addict as well. Right. I think so. I mean, it was a pictured... Well, he was in a pub with Sam Fender last night having a, a, a rip-rolling time in Newcastle, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. But what, what I'm saying is, is that I think that they've both been abusive, right? I think that she's mentally unwell, for sure. I mean, there's, like, psychologists have been watching it and going, she's definitely, like... Uh, borderline personality disorder and she kept on using like strange language like my truth not the truth like my truth is this so it's kind of strange to like watch her the way that she was trying to like make eye contact with the jury you know she was doing stuff that was very deliberate so I don't think that you can trust what she says but I also don't think that you can fully trust what he what he says either mm. um, I think that what what's come out in the wash here is, is that she has lied She's definitely, I mean, she's been found guilty, so she's definitely defamed him, you know? There's nothing wrong in saying that. No, it's true. That's the truth. She get found guilty. Uh You believe a court of law. That doesn't make me a bad person Uh in saying that. That's a fact. But also, do I think that he is a wee innocent? No, I don't. I think that what's happened is they've had a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. and all of this has happened within the frame of, a toxic relationship yeah. the two of them have probably abused each other and if we want to get into who abused each other more or whatever then i don't think that's helpful but to go back to that sort of like this is taking us back and this is damaging to victims of domestic abuse female victims of domestic abuse i would say you're right but who's responsible for that yeah and also this is the first time of a real public male domestic abuse case and i think it takes that forward because that is a truth of life is that men are victims of domestic abuse sometimes yes and and that has moved that into the zeitgeist and we're now more aware of that and there's no and shame that's in a that. fact by the way i'm i'm not going to name names because it gets too personal and it's people that are connected in my life mm-hmm. i'm not going to get too personal but i know a guy that's a victim of a female domestic abuse so that's real and it's swept under the carpet and nobody talks about it. And it's Mate, like, I've, I've got mates. I've mm-hmm. got a friend, and again, I won't name names and I won't even tell you situations, but I've I've got a friend that after he'd split up with his missus, he told us stories and in my mind because I'm not going to put ideas into people's heads. 
of like you you were a victim of abuse if he doesn't see it like that that's up to him but i definitely was like holy shit man like you were definitely a victim of domestic abuse like yeah you know like so i don't want to name any situations because it's no it's his story and if he wanted yeah. to talk about it he would do it but yeah um i i see a lot of low level abuse of stuff as well control yeah on both sides for men and for women um but definitely um you're right mate it exists and we need to talk about it like yeah. there's no shame like I remember I was younger and I was dating a really young mate and I was blinded by her beauty. She was beautiful, fake boobs and stuff. Right. And I remember it was second or third date, I was in a flat and she punched me when we were drunk. In the face? Full blown punched me. And I was like, what the fuck? But still, still in my mind, I was like, I want my whole, <laughs> like I'll take it. <laughs> and also, this the is allure a... <laughs> of pussy. <laughs> Fuck me, man. But the most <clears throat> mental thing, uh, I really hope this doesn't get back there. We were making fajitas in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and she was chopping up, like making fajitas. She chopped up an onion, right, and she put the onion in the fajitas, but she didn't peel it and wash it. She put a full chopped onion with the fucking the skin the skin on it in the fajitas and straight away i was like what the fuck are you doing see before i even finished the sentence mm-hmm. she was like ah, another one oh for fuck's sake what is it we use and i was like you're supposed to peel it and wash it what about the germs and the pesticides oh for fuck's sake here we go with the pesticides and i was like do you know know that you're supposed to peel and wash an onion she so, clearly does because somebody said to her before <laughs> so uh mate i don't i do that i ate st- it though right do, oh, right okay i so you ate the fajitas how, how was it it was fucking right vile i mean aye. don't get me wrong i picked the shit out the, tried to as much but, as you could i had an ex that used to say to me in private and publicly, um, if we were to have like a proper fight, I think I would take you. And I said to her one day, "What if? What, how do you think that would look if I said that to you?" And she was just like, um. "And then there was one time where I basically just had to put her in a loss. No, like with a punch or a slap or anything like that. I literally just she was just saying it like, I think I could fucking take you and blah blah blah. And it, it wasn't. <laughs> it was like half joking. Do you know that kind of way where you're like, why you?" Why are you saying this repeatedly? So it's like a belief. I just grabbed her and just sweeped her, just put her on the ground. And was just like, what do you think? And she was like, oh, maybe no. And I was like, aye, <laughs> six, five, hundred kilo, mate. Like, what you got a day, man? Like, really and truly. One thing I'd gear, man, she'd some dig on her. Aye. Like, she'd punch her arm, you'd be like, ah, oof, man, see if that was in the jaw. Like, that would be fucking sell. Aye. But um, I just grabbed her by the shoulders. And just, just sweeped on, just put on the floor, just stood there and just went, what do you think you could actually do, man? Come on. And then that was the end of that. But she used to for like five years. Wow. Would, and, and in front of people. And it was humiliating, mate. There was one night we were yeah. drinking where I said to her, like, you do realise that that's fucking humiliating. And I can't do anything about that. I'm not going to, what, what, what are you trying to achieve? Like, yeah. why do you think that doing that to me in front of people is funny? And she was just like, um like just the pure shaming like oh, fuck off man like do you know what i mean grow, grow a set of balls and i was just like no man because i find it humiliating 
And yeah. then, as I say, after like four or five years of relationship, I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to edit something here just, just to demonstrate, you know what I mean? Like a, what is it they call it? A vulgar, a vulgar display of power. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really vulgar. I just grabbed her by the shoulders, made sure that she couldn't move and just sweeped her legs away from her and gently put her on the ground. Just let her know. Like, stop yeah. saying that shit to me, man, because it's, you know what I mean? I've, I've also had a, a, an occurrence, say, um, a, a female friend drunk while playing pool and uh, she was basically like just sort of ridiculing me, you know, trying to get in my head to the game of pool. And I just started getting annoyed. And I was like, you just need to shut up. And she was like basically threatening me to hit me with a pool cue. Wow. That escalated. And, and it was like that it happened. It was like in a moment where I was like, you just need to, like, you need to shut up. Like, stop. What the fuck? We were all steaming. We're trying to play pool and she was just going like pure, you're shite, you're shite, and like hitting your elbow and you're like, ha ha ha. And then like three games later, you're like, right, come on now, like shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then she was like, don't fucking speak to me like that. And then was holding the pool cue and I was like, ah, phew. So I, I, I did this pure sh- pathetic thing where I just turned into her boyfriend and went, I'm going to lamp you unless you fucking tell her to back the fuck off me because I can't hit her, but I'll fucking hit you. And he was like, fucking calm down to her. And then she was like, mm. Went away in a rage. Wow. I was just like, mate, what the fuck are you supposed to do with that shit? Like, what are you supposed Boozy. to do? I alcohol, but it's and just a, a couple of occurrences in your life where you're like, females can try and abuse men. You know what I mean? And I've seen many occasions during my life where women have pushed men, knowing fine well that they're not going to do anything about it. And mm. they don't have the same sort of attitudes towards other women because they'll be like, well, they'll fucking hit me back. You know Aye. what I mean? And they take advantage of the fact that it's socially and rightfully unacceptable that a man lifts his hands to a woman. Like, I don't think it's acceptable at all. Yeah. But um, I've seen women push men because they know that, you know what I mean? Or yeah. they think that. And I've also seen men react when they shouldn't, you know what I mean? Well, that girl that I was talking about with Onion, she preyed on my weaknesses. She knew that I was, I've always been self-conscious about weight, even when I was skinny. So she picked up on that right. she used to comment on stuff like mm-hmm. i remember sitting in the living room and we were eating pringles once and i had like three or four pringles and she was like do you know think you've had enough and i'm like what she's like i thought you about your weight and stuff just totally like zoned in on that shit she also used to deliberately blow smoke in my face anytime she smoked a fag like what the fuck mate so i just I remember one day I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing that? Uh-huh. And like, run! Aye. So. Get the fuck away, man. Like, that's just, wow. Aye. So she was a shite rider, no? So I don't even know Good. why. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so there we go. What else are we going to do? Uh, speaking about shite rides, Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> Amber Heard and Johnny Depp in the Will Smith situation has just made celebrity fucking very well see Kevin Spacey get done for sexual assault and no. all ah, he get charged for the the guy the young guy that or the guy that was in I know he was like 14 or 15 at the time but the guy that was in Star Trek Discovery I don't know if it was that guy but he's definitely been charged so um, they are not doing very well for making celebrities look appealing so there we go I've also been on TikTok quite a lot I've been started to make TikToks and uh, something that made me lose faith in humanity is all these wee stranger thing fans 
thinking that they've discovered fucking Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Because Kate Bush, I don't watch <clears throat> Stranger Things. I've never watched it. I need to watch it because I know that it will probably be amazing. But there was the new season there and I think they played a Kate Bush song. Right. <laughs> and all these cunts think they've fucking discovered her. Uh, pure reinventing the wheel. Pure... I think circle and a good run. Aye. Like, aye, Kate Bush has been a legend since the 70s, guys. Like, let's calm down a wee bit. That's what makes me feel old. like people genuinely don't even know who she aye, is. Aye, mate. Aye. That is mental. You need to, that's just shows you, like, the way things have changed for music, can't it? Like, it used to be radio. Aye. Um, and now it's, like, getting your fucking track on, like, a popular TV show or on getting it going viral on TikTok. Aye. Like, all that, that, that sort of stuff. But, mate, I've seen somebody... This was ages ago. I think I fucking spat my, my fucking cereal. I was on Instagram. Somebody was like, unpopular opinion, but Prince is a goat. You're like, how's that unpopular? And what world? What world do you live in? Like, fuck me, man. Did, did music start with Oasis? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we going on about here? Aye. Like, Prince is a legend, man. Aye. Purple Rain's one of the biggest selling albums all the time. Like, oh, I found this brand new artist, man. I don't know if many people really know anything about it, but it's really obscure. His name's Michael Jackson. You're like, come on, hey, fuck, guys. Aye. Like, open your fucking eyes. Oh, there's this really obscure Swedish pop band called ABBA that I found. Oh. <laughs> you know it's going to be like that. Guys, do you know water comes from your tap in the kitchen? You can drink it from a cup. Oh, my God, it's delicious. We've got this weird thing, haven't we, where we want to be the first people to discover. Like, it's like, pick me, into it? Like, I'm different from everybody else. I listen to Prince. And it's like, but you're no different because he's one of the most streamed people on Spotify. Aye. Like, you're just, you're actually just the same as everybody else. Like, I've been like that a few times, to be fair. Like, see, what's his name? Post Malone. Right, mm-hmm. so there's a tune, Post Malone. I can't even remember it off the top of my head. I heard it, right? And I was like, that is fucking amazing. I love that cunt. He is amazing. Looked on Spotify and it was like 700 million views. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, (laughs) I'm a bit late to the party, but still, it's like you can enjoy it. Just enjoy it. And you can even be like, oh, late to the party. But like, wow. You know what I mean? You don't need to be like pure unpopular opinion, guys. It's like that pure, these mad fucking guys on TikTok. You know what I mean? Then they be pure sideways glances and all that. It's like, fuck off, man. And the Scottish food bloggers, I know, mate. I despise they cunts. Honest to God. You're just a fat bastard trying to get free fucking toasties. <laughs> like, well, I don't really, I've never followed or really, maybe I've seen the guy Chris eat, is his Chris eats food or something like that. Not too sure about that guy. There's a couple of like, there's one guy that I follow for sure that's a Scottish food blogger. Um, and he introduced me to El Perro Negro. So I'm like forever grateful. But what, what is it? What, what do they do? I mean, uh, no, even Scottish ones I'm talking about just, just in general. Just it's like, hey guys, welcome to the toasty cabin. We're going to go inside a cabin and eat a cheese toasty. And you're like, aye, but I made one the day actually as a piss take. <laughs> right. Did I say that on the podcast or did I tell no, you before? I think it? you told me before it. All right. So I'm going to ruin this joke for everybody. I said, day in the life of a Scottish food blogger, mm-hmm. but because I'm dyslexic, I put two O's blogger so i think everybody everybody thinks i deliberately spelt it wrong but i never i'm just fucking in the red group so i i think a lot of people just try to date to get free food to be honest Mm -hmm. what do you feel about um what the competitive eating guys i think it's disgusting mate see when i was younger i used to enjoy it um who's the, the american guy uh Remember, he he had to stop doing it. 
or Adam thing with man versus food. I used to love that. And I used to enjoy watching it and think that the food looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But actually, I've did a couple and I'm just like, aye, that's disgusting. Have you? What have you done? I've done two. Right. One was in America when I was 18 with my mate. We went and did a, it was called Cheeseburger Cheeseburger Challenge. And it was me and my, wait, my mate went to this American diner and we had, it was a burger challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck knows, I don't even know how big the burger was. It was the size of a, the bun was the size of a dinner plate. Right, so like a pizza-sized burger. Aye. Right, aye. A pizza, that's perfectly explained. Right. A pizza-sized burger, and I would say the burger was probably as thick as that cup. Right. So, oddly, right, when I was 18, I was probably about 18 stone, 19 stone. Mm-hmm. My mate was 18-year-old, mm-hmm. and I would say he was maybe 10 stone. Right, okay. He fucking demolished it like he ate it in about 30 40 minutes right it took me honest to god it took me about two hours to eat it right okay so i found that quite funny uh the fact that i was like three times the size Uh, don't think that counts for much i like the size of you so we were the first scots to ever beat that challenge right super so we get our picture on the wall and then a couple of years ago uh there's a place in Glasgow that did a burger challenge. Adlib. Adlib. Adlib burger it challenge. Was, it was like the first one, wasn't it, in Glasgow? I can't remember it. And it was just a waste of money. I never, I never even touched the sides, mate. Like, I went with my mate. Right. I was starving. Wasn't big at the time, but I was fucking starving. I even did a fast. I was like, I'll fast before mm. it. I don't even think I ate off yet. I think that the key is to eat it fast as fuck. Because yeah. you will hit that your brain starts to release a hormone that's like, stop fucking eating, we're full. Aye. And you need to try and get the food, like, at least mostly done before that part of your brain kicks in. That's why they all do it rapid. Yeah. You see them pure munching down. You ever I see Asian birds Aye. fucking eating hot dogs in 10 seconds. You ever seen Leah Shakiva? No. She's like a world champion. She's from England. And, mate, she's fit as fuck. She's so thin. She's got abs. Wow. And she does these crazy... She's got the Guinness World Record for the most... Jaffa cake set in a minute, the most chicken nugget set in 60 seconds. Um, she's like a world champion competitive eater. She does all these eating challenges on YouTube and stuff I'd like that. I'd be putting that on my grave if I was her. I ate the most Jaffa cakes in a minute. Rest do, in peace. Do you know what the our world record does for the chicken nuggets? 20 in 60 seconds. How the fuck? Mate, go and watch it. It's incredible. It's incredible to watch, man. Um I think I would be a good competitive eater. As in pace-wise or just... Just in general. Yeah. I have I can eat past sick. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel there's been times in my life where I've felt sick and I can keep eating. I just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm just... No, it's never enough. Like, that's a realisation that's good. It's actually a good realisation because you're eating to feel full and I never really feel that full. Uh-huh. So I need to like manage myself by going, don't stop eating because you're never satisfied. You're just you're just gonna keep eating, so just stop eating you know. Yeah. Um but mate, I I think I mean one time I went into Taco Muzama with a, a hangover and the guy was like, You should do a eating challenge after I'd finished and I was like, Oh, how's that? And he went, Because you need to do a triple tortilla burrito in half an hour and I was like, All right, okay, and he's like, You just did it in like fucking fifteen minutes, mate. 
I was like, can we not just count this? And he was like, no, it needs to go through the tellers like the eating challenge. I was like, fuck's sake, mate. But, Did you go back? Nah. Do you know what I think we should do on the eating challenge? Yeah, I, mean, just, I was thinking that there. Just for fun. Somebody does the Adlib one. Is it State Cattle and Roll or somewhere like that in the Merchant City? Does Aye. the old Adlib? Yeah. Um, like burger sized pizza challenge. Wow. But we could do the Taco Muzama, like triple tortilla uh, burrito, or we could just find somewhere in Glasgow that does an eating challenge. Yeah. I could definitely do one. Yeah. I feel like um, I could do. I've, I've noticed that with McDonald's that my hunger's never quenched. No. I've I've had some mental amount of food. To be, I've not been eating McDonald's, but I remember sometimes like some of the stuff I've ate, I'm like, see, before I moved into my new flat, when I left uh, uh, my family's house, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to order a McDonald's and mm-hmm. it'll be like a an inmate having a death row meal. Mm-hmm. And that's when I probably realised I've, I mean, I've always realized I've got a problem with food, but to to act like that with food is wrong. So I was like, this will be one last blowout and I won't have it since. So I've not had a McDonald's. What did you get? I'm ashamed. I heard the saliva there, mate. You were like that. Blackout. Blackout come. (laughs) (laughs) So I got a new Eats and it was a large McChicken sandwich meal with cheese. Nice and gherkins. I was just oh nice, mate. I was just about to boo you. Make chicken sandwiches until you went cheese, and I was like, right, I make chicken sandwiches. The cheese is banging. Then two double cheeseburgers. And proud of you. Uh, I think it was twenty nuggets. Fries, fries. A meal. Beautiful. A large meal right. with two cheeseburgers. Two double cheeseburgers right. and 20 nuggets. I will, like, bow down to that if you get a milkshake. <laughs> See, I don't want to eat that again because <laughs> I know that it, it's no healthy for me. But, like, mentally I'm talking about... Right, like rotten it, for it, you, mate. It, it's like a... I think it's like an alcoholic having a pint of beer. So I won't do that with McDonald's, but I'll go to a food challenge in a restaurant with you. Right, we'll need to find one. Aye. We'll do like a special episode of the podcast. We'll bring a camera. Aye. We'll wear the lapel mics and we'll just be like, all right, we're going to try this eating challenge. Maybe we could start doing YouTube content where we do Glaswegian eating challenges. Aye. I'm up for that. Spicy shit. <sighs> Don't say that. I'm actually getting hungry, man. I know, mate. Oh, that's talking about food, eh? Uber Eats. You want to get an Uber Eats to the podcast studio and we'll fucking kill the cunt. That sounded funnier in my head. Um, how long have we oh, done? Done ages, mate. An hour on ten. An hour on ten. Holy fuck! And that's without a sponsor as well. Look, we're going to wrap it up. That's plenty of time. See, before we go though, uh, I'm going to bring up my tour. I am doing a stand-up comedy tour. I'm doing it all around Glasgow. My first date is Greenock, and see, in all honesty, I'm struggling to sell tickets in Greenock. Um, it's a hundred seater capacity and I've only sold nine tickets. We'll see the way that it's gone. If we get closer to the 17th of June, sadly, I'm going to probably cancel it, which is weird because every other date in the tour is then fantastic. So if you want to see me tour, if you want to see me gig, you can get tickets online and see at the end of the day, see if I have to cancel Greenock. It's not the end of the, the world. It's just unfortunate that I was trying to bring a show to Greenock and 
if nobody wants to buy a ticket, then that's all right. But you can get a ticket online. Um, Glasgow's nearly sold out. So if you want to get a ticket, I would recommend getting a ticket right now. So thank you very much. Um, I'm a typical stand-up comedian, lazy bastard. My head's fried. I'm probably going to get Paul to come and film it. I just need to give him the dates and we need to sort some stuff out. And um, that's been episode 30. Paul, would you like to give a shout out to anybody at the end? I know we've spoke about Brothers in Arms. Any other charity? Nah. Your podcast, Rebel City? Nah. <laughs> What's your twi- Twitter handle? <laughs> at Rebel City Paul. At Rebel City Paul. So give Paul a follow if he's are looking to get a podcast done. He He's looking for people, as always, unless you're a cunt. Um, just get in touch with him. Follow him on Twitter. If you need a therapy, fucking whatever, get get in touch with him. See you next week for episode 31. And hopefully by then the Queen's fucking dead. Yes! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.